The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has said is mine. For this I said, that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Plenty of space up here today, isn't there? That's good. Oh, I, I trust you. As usual, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen a person change? Have you ever seen a person change? Oh, so we remember when some of us were very little, we had different color hair. I remember your hair used to go all over the place too. No? Yeah, so we've seen a caterpillar grow inch by inch, and then one day it has wings, doesn't it? Kind of neat, kind of neat. Have you ever seen pictures of your mom or dad when they were younger? Have they changed? Really? Very. <laughs> <laughs> Almost imperceptible, but most of us, yeah, they've changed a lot, yeah? Yeah. Over time, people change. And it can be a really good thing. Really, really good. This makes us a little bit in the image of God. Way back in the beginning of Scripture, we hear that we're made in the image of God, which is made, we're, we're made to look like God. And as we are, we have some things that we do that's a lot like God. God appears in a lot of different ways. Now, God might not grow wings like a butterfly, and God might not have different hair colors, 
But God appears to us in a lot of different ways. Way back a long time ago, God appeared as a burning bush that didn't burn up to Moses. And then when God led the Israelites, there was a huge pillar of cloud from the ground to the sky in the day and a pillar of fire from the ground to the sky by night. And then God appeared in a storm, in a thunderstorm. And then God appeared in a small voice, very quiet. God appeared as Jesus, the one that we talk about every Sunday. God appears as spirit, as wisdom, as we heard earlier. Wisdom, the thing that we tell to each other so that we know what's good and right. God appears in a lot of different ways, too. Over the course of our lives, we, like God, change. It's a good thing because we need to be different people over our lives. Right now, your parents need to be parents, and so they look like parents. You need to be kids, so you look like kids. We'll each have something that we are over the course of our lives. So what I want you to do is to look for what you are doing in this part of your life. When you're a kid, what's the best way to do the things that God wants us to do? When you're a parent, What's the best way to do things that God wants us to do? When you're a pastor, you might be one day. When you're in the church, when you're out in the world, what's the best way for us to do what God wants us to do? So here's what I want you to do. This week, I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to see everything that you are. Look at your eyes. Look at your nose. You have a good one, too. Look at your smile, your ears, your hair. Look at everything that you are. And think, I wonder how I can love someone as I am right now. I wonder how I can forgive someone as I am right now. I wonder how I can share as I am right now. You are exactly who you need to be right now. You don't need to be anything else. If you need to change, you will. Does that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, we look different throughout our lives, and we change many times. And each version of ourselves, when we're kids, when we're parents, everything in between, help us. Help us to love, help us to share, help us to forgive, help us to follow you wherever you go. And in each part of ourselves, let us know that we are loved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. You back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. On Holy Trinity Sunday, the church is often focused on the three persons of God, which is not to be confused with three different people, three different beings of God. 
If you ever remember the Nicene Creed, we remember that there is one God and three persons. One God, one essence, and three experiences of that God. Now, maybe this is really interesting to you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one but three experiences, never divided, never confused, without time and without end. And maybe you listen to these explanations and you willingly accept them, <laughs> but they're not the biggest inspiration of your life. Either one's fine. Understanding the mechanics or understanding the how of God is not as important as understanding who God is. And we know who God is by God's words, by God's actions, and by who God is to us and to the world. On Holy Trinity Sunday, in other words, I don't want to get bogged down in the math and the structure of Trinity. I want us to know Trinity. I want us to experience the love and the grace and the forgiveness of Trinity. I want us to understand God as best we can, knowing that we'll fall short in part. We remember, just like we heard in the children's sermon, the many different forms that God takes over the course of time. In the beginning, God is someone who speaks. God speaks and it is done. God says and it is so. This is our first creation story. Second is like it. God is a God that walks among creation, tending it and responding to it. In other words, God takes the shape of a gardener. Later on, God is one that speaks through messengers, and God is one that is seen in experiences. We have with Abraham this neat experience and somewhat strange experience of uh, Abraham being ordered to divide offerings into two separate camps to split the offerings differently. And late at night, he sees a lantern passing between them. And that's how he knows that there is something good. There is God in this place. We see God in messengers, and we see God in servants, and we see God in angels, and we see God being wrestled with, and we see God in all kinds of different places throughout our Old Testament scripture. We see burning bushes and pillars of cloud and fire, and we see small voices and thunderstorms and everything else. And I believe that we see this part of God for a variety of reasons, some of it to tell us that there's not just one experience of God out there. We have all these in our scripture because we need to know that sometimes God is a burning bush speaking to us in surreal ways. And sometimes God is a small voice speaking to us almost inside of our own hearts. Both are God. We also see these experiences of God as teaching and instruction that when we hear about God outside of our experiences, outside of what is usual or normal or what we have come to expect, it is not always the case that God cannot be out there. Time after time after time, 
God appeared to an individual or to a group. And this experience of God was new and different and surprising and strange. Unexpected. Now, lest we think this is regulated to the Old Testament, we see a similar thing in the New. First of all, the experience of Jesus was new and different and strange in its time. This experience of God come down incarnate and among us, of God being willing to die on a cross, of God having forgiveness and grace and love and mercy as far as the eye can see, of God eating with sinners and loving people before they even ask for forgiveness. And beyond that, when the Holy Spirit came down, we saw flaming tongues of fire and people speaking as if they were drunk, filled with new wine. We see people throughout Scripture seeing visions that are unfamiliar. We see people having dreams that are new. We see people acting in different ways, behaving in different ways, proclaiming different things all throughout our New Testament Scripture. And I believe these two are here to remind us that when God calls us to something new or God calls us to something different, it can be scary and sometimes a reflective instinct to say, no, God doesn't do that. No, this isn't normal. No, this isn't the way this normally is. But we have too many times in our Scripture of God doing something new and different for our only litmus test to be, have we seen it before? There will be a first time for everything, right? And so as God does something new and as God does something different, how do we continue to tell what God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is up to? When God can appear as so many different things, speak through so many different people, proclaim in so many different ways, how do we tell? What is God? I've said it once and I'll say it again. We look at the fruit. The one consistent part of God's being throughout all scripture and all time is the way that the fruit constantly remains the same. The fruit brings love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The fruit is consistent. And another like it. The words point us to forgiveness and grace, forgiveness and mercy, love, over and over again. Whether it's a burning bush or a pillar of cloud and fire, whether it's a still small voice or the loudest storm, whether it's incarnate God born among us, dying on the cross and rising again, or a spirit with flaming tongues of fire, the consistent part is the fruit. The consistent part is forgiveness. The consistent part is what God does. I'm not worried about the math of Trinity. And I'm not worried about how three are one and one are three. What I'm always concerned with 
what I'm always searching for and striving for. And what we do as a church is to look for the fruit, the fruit that lasts. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about when in our scripture today, he says that the spirit will lead us into all truth, bring us and speak things that the spirit hears from God. Things that we cannot bear at times. I believe this is what we're being pointed to throughout scripture when we see so many different experiences of God in our lives. We are meant to be people who can go out see phenomenal, new, strange, unexpected, unfamiliar, backwards, upside down, flipped all around things in this life and be able to tell every time what's bearing fruit, fruit that will last. Now, just like the people in scripture, we too might have arguments about what God's doing. And we might have disagreements about where God is, and we might not all understand the same way. There's this beautiful moment that takes place throughout the book of Acts, where the church in Jerusalem and the churches out in Galilee are having conversations with one another, talking about what it means that Gentiles are now coming into the church, and folks aren't being circumcised, and folks aren't following Jewish tradition. Folks are just receiving the Holy Spirit before anyone even meets with them, anyone even sees them. And they have this great back and forth about what this new thing is. And they disagree, and they even argue, and they have these little trials where Peter stands up and says, this is what I've seen, this is what I've heard. But they keep going. Despite arguments are not the point of division. Arguments are the point of discernment, of being able to look out at our really strange world and the ways that God appears in the midst of it and being able to tell one another, I've seen something, you've seen something, let's talk because we're both looking for fruit and fruit that lasts. We will see fruit inside of ourselves when we look in the mirror We will see fruit out in the world, grown in magical, wondrous, unexpected ways. What I hope for our church, the church, the world, is that we will never deny the fruit because of the way it comes to us. We will never deny the fruit because of the unexpected nature of it. We'll never deny the fruit of the Spirit because it's new or unexpected or strange. I don't hope for new. I don't hope for old. What I hope for is fruit, however it comes, wherever it is. If it wants to grow in the same place for hundreds of years, fine. If it wants to grow up in between the sidewalk cracks unexpectedly, that's fine too. As long as there's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in this world, as long as there's forgiveness, grace, mercy, and love, let it come from wherever it comes from. Let it be spoken and let it be so, just as it was in the beginning of creation.
this week, I want you to look for the fruit. Look for the fruit in the familiar places of life and look for fruit in the unfamiliar. Look for the signs of God's presence wherever you are, however you are. When you find it, share it, tell about it, talk about it. At times with close friends that are trusted, even argue about it. But in all of it, let us never deny the fruit wherever it is, however it comes. And it will come in familiar and unexpected ways. Thanks be to God for Trinity. Three in one, one in three, who knows how. Thanks be to God for fruit in all kinds of places. Amen.